0: Welcome to the by Maddie Marie podcast. I am your host Maddie Marie. to another episode of the by Maddie Murray podcast. I am so happy to chat with y'all this week. I've missed you. And I've had quite the shit show of a week since we talked last. So please take my mind off it. We are today we're talking about my relationship, not negotiables. Because I feel like this is important for all my single listeners, even if you're in a relationship. You should still evaluate these things consistently to make sure that your needs are being met and that you are happy and secure where you are. But before we jump into that, one, let's do some magic moments with Mad Dog. So, first of all, we did a Lego date on Sunday, and H and I, along with my best friend and her boyfriend and Romy, All drove up to the Lego store. The closest one that's open on a Sunday is in a mall in Salt Lake. So we drove up there and picked out a Lego set, each of us, and Romy included. She loves Lego, so I'm so glad that I actually ended up getting her this weekend so she could participate. Originally, I was not supposed to, but she had so much fun, and it was a blast, dude. I picked out the Wildflower Bouquet. And H picked out the Venom Groot and it was a blast. We literally came and did Legos for like four hours. So highly recommend or like pick a puzzle or something. I'm, my goal is to actually do a puzzle probably the week between Christmas and New Year's. So that's coming up. That'll be on whatever episode I finish It's Magic Moments with Mad Dog. (laughs) But the next one is... So, I already told you, I've had a shit show of a week, bro. Like, it is bizarre, okay? Like, you finally settle in, you're finally comfortable, bam! Your tables are turning, right? So, some crazy information was brought to my attention last week. And it was pretty serious in terms of, like, my... Mine and Romy's lives, right? That's kind of what it impacted And the magic moment out of that is I have the best community of people. My people, dude, are freaking unreal. They are the best. I had people calling me, texting me, checking on me, asking how they can help me all week long and still consistently because the matters are not resolved. So I feel so lucky. I am so lucky. H has been keeping us safe here at home and... We're thriving, dude. So that's my magic moments this week. Pretty simple. Highly encourage a Lego day. Take your mind off things. Get your brain distracted. Um, but another thing I want to catch up on, especially during this holiday season, is my issue with fitness influencers or content creators. Because I feel like everyone posting about becoming healthier like centers on losing weight. And that's fucked because that is not the only way to be healthy, okay? I was underweight for a lot of time. (laughs) I was, I mean, this year alone, I've gained like 15 pounds and it's been amazing, right? That has been my goal this year. So it's hard to scroll through social media, seeing people only posting ways to lose weight and having to like, search 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 for these content creators who will be like posting content geared towards my goals and I know that's kind of selfish because I know a lot of people want to lose weight but I feel like there's just a toxic culture around becoming healthier means you have to weigh a certain amount or you have to look a certain way when really it's just are you in shape or not are you where you want to be or not like do you have the amount of muscle you want to have or not you know so I just like got peeved okay I was just pissed off but another thing we're gonna talk about is the invisible string theory because I mean hear me out it's a swizzle song so obviously we're chatting about it but I don't know if y'all believe in fate I do okay I do believe in fate I believe in soulmates I believe in the whole freaking shebang But, like, the invisible string theory is two people, like, destined to be in love with each other. Right? An invisible red string binding them together. So, no matter, like, what you're separated by, eventually you will find each other. I, like, had, like, a little bit of an awakening this week because... I mean, I've been asked a significant amount of times this entire year. Oh, do you regret getting married young? Do you regret having a kid young? Absolutely not. I am against, I'm anti-regret, okay? You can learn from your mistakes, right? I will never settle for another person in my life. Been there, done that. It was brutal. And... But you can learn from them. You can learn from your mistakes. And that is how life is supposed to go. You should not, like, look back on your life and be like, oh, shit, I regret everything I ever did. I regret this because you weren't there. Like, that's stupid, okay? So, no, I don't regret it. But I do think that, like, everything happens for a reason. And I brought this up last week. Everything always works out. And I've had to trust me. I've had to tell myself that, like, repeatedly. Because I've been losing, I've had a rough week, dude. I have had a rough week. So I've had to tell myself everything will work out and everything will be okay because I have good intentions and I know where my heart is, right? But like it comes back to it, like everything always works out. The universe wants things to go your way. And like I do believe in fate, I do believe in soulmates, I do believe in that, like shit. So I think. You are supposed to find that one person. So I just had that awakening this week and I thought it was cute. So if you're not familiar with the invisible string theory, go listen to the T-Swizzle song and do your own research because it's real. It's a thing. But that's all we're going to catch up on this week because truly I've been so distracted. So let's jump into relationship non-negotiables because I was single for the majority of 2023 and I did have a list and to be quite frank I was not willing to settle on a single thing on my list so speaking as someone who is happily in a relationship with all my boxes checked then I feel like it's important to kind of go over this because I think I feel like it's important to have a list before you're even in a relationship because then you have your own personal boundaries that you're not willing to settle on And you can set the expectation at the beginning of the relationship, right? Like I was talking to someone last week and I was like, why did you and your boyfriend break up? And she basically was like, well, he put in effort, but as soon as we labeled it, like it disappeared. So I think having your non-negotiables and your boundaries set clearly kind of will help you either navigate that breakup for when they do act like that or just like avoid it entirely because you're firm and stand firm on it but so if you're single make a list if you're not single I think it's still important to create a list if you don't already have one and evaluate them consistently because dating like while you're in a relationship is still important right like you're still striving to be the best for that person you're still striving to like have a cohesive relationship I also think that like love is not enough so if you're not compatible Having this, like, list of non-negotiables is an easy, surefire way of being, like, you do not meet these boxes. I love you, but this is not going to work out because we're not compatible in these ways, right? And trust me, I understand, like, working through things when you are compatible with your partner, but I do not understand staying miserable just simply because you're in a relationship. Like, I was married, right, and I kind of did this internal battle for a while of, like, I don't want to be young and divorced. Like divorce is frowned upon, divorce is bad. And trust me, I am one and done with the divorce category. If that means I never get married again, then I never get married again, but I I don't understand staying miserable simply because you are in a relationship. Like there's no reason to hate your life just because you're scared to be alone. So i asked h since we are in a relationship what his non-negotiables are so we're gonna just run through those really quickly a lot of them will overlap so you'll hear me dive into them deeper later in this episode but his were good communication respect trust honesty and loyalty affection and intimacy those are all non-negotiables for h or my boyfriend so We're going to dive into mine and again they ours overlap so i will dive into like why those are important as we go on but surface level we're starting at the surface level i judge a book by its cover (laughs) i'm sorry that might be so mean but i do okay i hold myself to a certain standard i hold my stuff to a certain standard i hold like i expect that out of my partner right so The first one was I would not date someone with roommates or someone who lived at home. Hear me out because I got a lot of shit for this actually, but I provide for a toddler by myself. Like me and Romy, it's just us. We're chilling and we are doing the damn thing. So if you were, I understand exceptions to this rule. If you are like renting a room to save to buy i hear you like i understand there are exceptions okay so let's just set that as a blanket boundary i understand there could be exceptions but like if you have i don't i did not want to be invited over to someone's house and have to like walk through your roommate's stuff or like have to listen to your stupid excuses of oh I just have shitty roommates, that's why it's a mess. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I live with a toddler and my apartment stays clean. So, I don't understand why you and your six roommates can't keep it clean. That's a pet peeve of mine. No hate to y'all who live with roommates because I understand it is absolutely outrageous and expensive to live alone. But I would not date someone with roommates. I'm sorry. I don't want to be invited to hang out and my apartment is not like an escape from your roommates either, right? Like, I don't want you to be like, oh, well, can we just do, can we just hang out at your house because everyone's home at mine? Like, uh, no, it's not that. (laughs) This is my space. This is my toddler space. You cannot disrupt that, right? The second service level thing is having a stable job. Again, I need you to match where I am, Okay. I've got a stable job. I love my job. And if you are bouncing between jobs, if you cannot hold a job, that's a red flag. I will not entertain it. That's insane. Okay. No hate to the people transitioning. No hate to if you're trying to start things on the side. Like there, as long as you can manage to stay at a job and you can hold it and you can uphold the responsibilities that come with a job, that's the gist that i'm getting at and the third like surface level we'll kind of get into this a little bit more but your family relationships need to be intact and nurtured i so the previous relationship that i was in i was not really allowed to talk to my family like i had to put my phone on do not disturb because i was scared of the repercussions of My partner, seeing I was talking to my mother. How absolutely asinine, dude. I cannot, like, I look back on the shit that I tolerated and that is why my list was, like, not negotiable. That's why I was not willing to settle and, like, go back on these certain things because I learned from my mistakes. (laughs) I learned my lesson the hard way, dude. So, I understand that, like, family situations can be strained. I understand there are exceptions, okay? I understand, like, if you grew up in a toxic home, I understand why you would cut certain family members off. However, if that's the case, you better have created your own family that is not blood, that those relationships are intact and nurtured. You need to have a community of people around you because then I know you're not fucking crazy. (laughs) Anyways. We're going to go more in depth now. So kind of bouncing back to H's non-negotiables and mine. The first one is solid communication. I like to talk clearly. I started a podcast because I literally cannot shut up ever. So solid communication, I think stems in two different directions. One, I want to be able to just hang out in silence, sometimes I need to just not talk to you, I need you to not talk to me, I need to just sit there, I want to be able to sit comfortably together and do our own thing silently, right, like there does not always have to be an engaging conversation going on, and sometimes silence is awkward, sometimes you feel guilty that you're not engaging or you're not asking questions or certain things like that, so I think comfortable silence is a necessity when it comes to solid communication the second part of that is being able to have effective conversations i literally don't shut up i ask a million questions and in my previous i'm going to bounce back to my previous relationship because i learned a lot of things so don't take that the wrong way because this is just me sharing my experience in my previous relationship, I was told I was embarrassing when I spoke. I was not allowed to ask questions. If I did, I, it was it was rough. Okay, I could not ask questions and get a solid answer. I wasn't even really paid attention to. My opinion was was not valued. So effective conversations are necessities. If you cannot entertain my ridiculous, asinine questions, sorry, I'm not willing to like, even embark on that journey. Like, I will, the one thing about me is I'm an open book, okay? I will answer questions that are asked to me honestly and immediately unless I need to, like, gather my thoughts or, like, rack my brain. Like, you will get a clear, concise answer from me and I expect the same. I don't understand the power imbalance because I have been in that situation where I've been in a power imbalance and I was clearly not on the fucking hand of that and in a relationship you need to be equals right like you do not deserve more answers from me than I do you okay so effective conversations and communication styles truly like That's another, I guess there's a third branch to solid communication is you don't get to yell at me. You don't get to talk to me condescendingly. You don't get to belittle me. You don't get to treat me like shit or talk down to me because you think you're better than me. That is not a fun communication style that I will ever put up with again because I've been there, right? I had the worst self-image issues because of the way I was spoken to. So the third pillar of solid communication is how you... Communicate effectively. I am the time I'm, I can get heated. Okay. Like, I understand that I can get upset sometimes. So, understanding like when to draw the line and when to say I need to take a deep breath before we have this conversation is part of having solid communication and effective conversations. So, the next non negotiable is being open and honest. This ties back into the communication piece where I am an open book. If you ask me a question you don't want the answer to, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for you. You get the blunt truth. So I expect that in return. If I'm asking you a question, I probably already know the answer and I need you to be brutally honest with me to my face. Um, so being open and honest is super important to me. I don't tolerate lying um, ever. Like if a single person lies to me, You are cut off. (laughs) That is not something we do anymore. We do not tolerate that any longer. And I don't believe in secrets. Unless you're, like, doing something cute to surprise your partner, there is no reason to really have secrets. I am a firm believer in having, like, your own private life. Like, I don't want to know every single detail. I don't need to know every single detail. Like, please don't. If I'm not asking you or, like, it's not an important piece of information that's gonna affect my life like keep it to yourself I don't need every single detail however I don't believe in keeping secrets like if you if I do ask you something and you're like oh I can't tell you okay fuck you (laughs) I'm not doing it no way that's stupid there should be no like malicious secret keeping anyways next one loyal And this extends to, you need to have the understanding that platonic friends of either gender are encouraged and welcomed. Okay. I, here's my standing. I have been compared to ex-girlfriends. I've been compared to people on the street. I have been in the place where I have felt threatened, right? Like, If you are not attracted to me and you are interested sexually in other people, we shouldn't even be in a relationship anyways, right? So when it comes to your friends, by all means, please keep them. You need to go have your friend time. I need to go have my friend time. There needs to be a mutual understanding that loyalty will accompany you in those endeavors anyways, right? That is what being loyal is. I think being loyal has been misconstrued to like, oh, I no longer have friends. Like, I could not have another friend that's a guy because I have a boyfriend. That is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. If you cannot be secure and confident enough in yourself and in your relationship to have friends of the opposite sex, don't be in a relationship. We're grown-ass adults. Like, I cannot comprehend that. So, that's something that needs to be mutually agreeable um and don't drop your entire personal life right like I don't want you to have a bunch of girlfriends uh, speaking as like my boyfriend I don't want him to have a bunch of girlfriends that he's like oh I can no longer be your friend absolutely not right like this was kind of an adjustment period because I was not allowed to have friends in my last <laughs> relationship that were not his friends right like I couldn't speak to anyone that I was previously associated with friends or not right so, don't drop your entire personal life for me. I will be continuing to nurture my personal relationships without you. Like, you don't have to be involved in every event that is planned. And I want it to be the same way. You can have your guys' nights. I can have my girls' nights. We can separate for a few nights and not be freaking losing our shit. Next one is respect. Respect? Okay. I've had a few conversations about respect this year that are freaking mind-blowing. To me, respect is given until it is not earned, right? So, like, I am giving you my respect until you give me a reason to not respect you. If you're outright disrespectful to me, there's a reason. If you're outright disrespectful to a service worker or God knows who, like, that is a reason for me to not respect you anymore. But I am going to give it to you on a silver platter, Okay, And I expect the same. I expect to be respected because I will respect you. And I will not do something disrespectful intentionally. And I expect that in return. I do not understand this petty, I have to get back at you behavior. If you're mad about something, respect me enough to bring it to my attention in a calm setting. You don't have to come at me. You don't have to attack me. And we can have a respectful conversation when there's contention. So I think being respectful extends not only in your communication style and how you handle conflict, but also to respecting time, respecting belongings, respecting your space, right? Like I like my apartment clean. If you cannot continue, like if you come in here and you make a mess and you don't clean it up, that's disrespectful, right? So, I think respect is probably one of my like top 3 things. And that's kind of my viewpoint on it. It's given to you until you no longer have earned it, right? Next is boundaries. I have talked a lot about boundaries this year because I've set quite a few because I was a single mom, right? I have an entire life in my hands to nurture and make sure that she is healthy. She'll always be my first priority. So, That is one of the boundaries that I set up with anyone that comes into my life, platonic or not. Romy comes first. If you don't like that, leave me alone. If you cannot sit back and think, oh, I understand why she's doing XYZ because that is going to impact Romy positively. I don't, I'm not going to explain every little thing I do. And I will outline my boundaries clearly. If you cross them, I'll be pissed. So, but I also... Think it's important that they come into the relationship with their own boundaries, right? Like certain things need to be set up as to this is how I live and I'm not willing to change that. For me, I don't smoke. I don't ingest any sort of those extracurricular activities and that's not welcomed, right? I don't want to be pressured. Don't ask me. Okay, that's how it goes set your boundaries, come into the relationship with your own. I will not cross yours. You will not cross mine. That should be a mutual understanding. The next non-negotiable is you should be happy alone because I learned to be happy by myself because I had to be right. I had to be comfortable being alone. I live alone. I do. I can do everything by myself. Okay. So I do not before I got into a relationship, I did not need a boyfriend. I still don't need a boyfriend. And a lot of the time you hear like, oh, so I have competition. Like, oh, how many girls am I competing with? I will not compete. You will are like, you're not competing. Okay. You're competing with me. If you want to date me, you're competing with me because I make myself happy. If you disrupt that, Like, I wouldn't do myself like that, so you shouldn't be doing me like that either, you know? Does that make sense? Be happy alone. You should be confident in yourself, happy with yourself, happy with the decisions you're making. If you're not, do not disrupt my peace and my environment because yours is chaotic. And I think... I don't know. I I think that should be a universal mentality of, like, you're not competing with other people. You're competing against my ability to make myself happy. And even then, I'm not, like, throwing you into the ring like a freaking competition. But it's, like, I am nice to myself. You better be nice to me, too. <laughs> you know? that's That's what I mean. Anyways, the next non-negotiable is... That they can handle intimate and emotional connections. Intimacy and emotional intelligence are basic necessities of life. You cannot nurture any form of relationship without either of those things. So the understanding of like you need to be gentle with each other's souls needs to be a blanket statement, right? There's no petty bullshit. There's no... Grudges held. That does not cooperate with any form of intimacy and any form of emotional connection. So I think that needs to be a basic, like, that should be a blanket common sense situation. But as I've learned this year, it's not. People are stupid. So I think you should write that in yours. (laughs) But I also think, like, even this can go back to solid communication. You need to be able to communicate your intimate and emotional needs because. Otherwise, you're not able to fully have a strong emotional intelligence. Anyways, we can move on from that because I feel like it's pretty common sense. So if you don't understand it, sorry, I'm not elaborating anymore. The next one is you need to be ambitious and you need to have goals. I have shit to do. I have shit that I want to complete. I have shit I want to get done in my lifetime in the next year, in the next two, in the next five years. Right? Like I know what I want. And I will not tolerate that not being reciprocated. I don't need our goals to be the same. You can have your own ambitions and your own goals, but you need to have a plan or like a view of what you want your life to look like in the next five years and in the next 10 years. I don't want to like look at you and have, be like, I have no idea if he even has any idea what he wants to do in the next five years. Like there should be clear clear and concise goals that you're working towards and reaching. And one more. This is the last one. I have a toddler, so I will not be your mother. I will not babysit you. And I do not need a helicopter partner, right? This, like, stemmed, this was honestly, like, within the first few times of me, like, meeting new people. Like, I don't need, I don't want to go out and feel like I have to babysit you. You should be able to hold your own in conversation. You should be able to meet new people comfortably alone. And we should be able to do that together. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, I'm not going to babysit you in social settings. And I'm not going to mother you at home. You're a grown-ass man, right? I feel like that's common sense. And so that is my blanket non-negotiable rundown i hope you took some notes and i hope you wrote a list and i hope you're gonna actually uphold them i did not settle and i did not bend on any of my non-negotiables so thank you to h for literally being (laughs) perfect but that i don't know I think people need to actually reevaluate their priorities and their goals when it comes to relationships rather than just jumping into them. So that was my goal this year. I actually told myself I wasn't going to date for like two years. So the fact that I found someone that makes me happy and that like I can check my boxes on blew my freaking mind. But that's important. Don't settle. You don't need to settle. You deserve the best. And thank you for listening to my non-negotiables. I'll talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, You can find links to my blog and my socials in the description. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. Have the best Taco Tuesday. I'll talk to y'all next week.